Hello and welcome to Off Their Shelf Reviews. I felt a great sadness. I had to watch this again. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss The Sadness, which released in 2021 from writer-director Rob Jabaz. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Jim and Kat, a couple living in Taiwan. A virus has infected the people of the city, turning them into crazed sex maniacs. And as Jim races across the city to save Kat, we will have to see who survives and what will be left of them. <laughs> well, Ian, you stole my intro. Did I? For this one, because no. I was going to say this film's title yeah. definitely lived up to its name because it's exactly how I felt knowing I was going to have to watch this film. A second time. Yeah, fucking The hell. sadness yeah. kicked in. The, sadness. the moment I was hovering over play, I was just like, oh, God, man, I yeah. could almost, I could almost watch a Neil Breen movie right about <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, man, Halloween <laughs> Ends was looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a film that uh, spread through word of mouth, like the virus in the movie. <laughs> you know, it was just like people just like vomiting this film. It's praises yeah. on everyone that would listen. Yeah. You know, with our fingers on the, the horror grapevine, mm -hmm. uh, we, we heard about the sadness. And uh, one of those rare times that Ian and I actually sat and watched the film together. Yeah. We're oh. like, Ian, we got some time off. Let's watch a film together. Yeah. But we've heard good things about this one. And when it finished, we were both just like, what the fuck did we just do for an hour and 39 minutes? Man, horror's changed. Uh, or has it? No. Or, do, or we changed? You... Now, I'm on one of those sides where I like the Terrifier movie, so this one should have been right up my alley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, as we'll go into it, this one didn't quite hit the same level as I was hoping it would have. Maybe it was because expectations were too high. Yeah, um, like you said, we were so excited to sit down and watch this movie, you know, like... You know, when you're talking about Asian infection movies, you know, you think about fucking Train to Busan. You know, when you think about people turning into crazed maniacs, you think about Wreck and 28 Days Later, and you think, oh my God, you know, it's going to be oh so good with gore. And then you get the fucking sadness. And I, you know, before you start jumping into comments section, fucking giving me shit, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. This movie was just a standard zombie movie that they went hmm we need to make it a little bit more risque you know we need to push the envelope so that people remember this movie so why don't we just not make them zombies and make them crazy infected people that like to fuck <laughs> Sorry, spoilers, but that's where we're fucking going with this shit. Oh. Well, we should probably <laughs> say right now then that, that this movie is definitely not for all audiences. Oh, no, 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 and no. And this film's very intention, I think, at the bare minimum, is to shock you oh, and titillate you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, depending on your preference for horror movies, really. And, uh, yeah, so, like, this one is it's really going to be hit or miss, I think. Yeah, but like you said, like, like horror has changed... Like, yeah, I feel horror has changed over time, but I think also that people seem to think that horror movies need over-the-top gore and horrible things happening to people that you can go, oh, man, that was really fucking entertaining. Like, like yeah. you said, like Terrifier. Yeah. You know, you watch a woman get chopped in half with a hacksaw and you go, man, I really enjoyed that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> 
with this, it was kind of like the same thing. And it starts off okay because we got Jim and Cat in bed. I mean, we've got Berant Zoo, I believe it, uh, it's pronounced, uh, playing Jim and Regina Lay playing Cat. Um, you know, this young couple in their flat waking up. Um, I mean, you've seen enough horror movies. You kind of know how it's going to go. But, you know, no spoilers. But the two of them are in love and she's got to go to work and uh jim who i assume doesn't have oh no he says he has got a job he's got something lined up right right you know they're they're trying to spend or they want to spend more time together because she's always working and she, she they have a, like a little disagreement because she's booked time off which is really difficult for her and he's already organized the job that he might have to do this is about as much character growth and introduction as we get with these two characters, of yeah. course, because this film doesn't really waste too much time with getting you into the action. We have another scene with the neighbour yeah, after, after we have a news broadcast about this Alvin virus, mm. which the government's pretty much dismissing, but the scientist is like, no, hey guys, this is a real, this is a real thing. If this mutates, uh, we could be in serious trouble. And he's cough. And yeah. the neighbour's just like, oh, it's just governments and politicians. And I've got the flu and stuff and I'm not going to hospital. So it's very much post um coronavirus pandemic kind well, that, of idea exactly that that was one of the things behind the filmmakers thinking was we need to make a film that kind of parallels some of what's gone on in the real world yeah of course turn it into a horror movie yeah we're going to do a zombie movie but we don't have much money so we're going to do it with a on a tight budget it's interesting actually uh the, the the funding for this film yeah uh, apparently I can't verify this right um, the one of the producers for the film funded this film with the earnings he made from his own pornographic cam girl company in yeah uh, right. some some of the money also came from cryptocurrency so your bitcoins and all that ah. sort of stuff so it's a completely independently financed film how much budget are we looking at I don't know the the specifics. Obviously, it was made in Taiwan in China as uh, well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know conversion rates and stuff like that. All yeah. I know, by all accounts, this is a low-budget independent movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with also a first-time director. This is yeah, his debut. Yeah, this is his debut. Uh, one of the only other things... The, well, he's worked on a few shorts that got some acclaim. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when uh, when this film came out, it, it obviously it went to theatres in Taiwan, uh, went to a couple of film festivals in Canada, then the one in Texas in America, mm. and then Shudder ended up getting... Uh, uh, the rights, the exclusive rights to stream it, as mm. uh, so that's where you'll see the Shutter exclusive all over it as well. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I just kind of like I was just surprised the uh, first time director because the film didn't feel like it was. No, it didn't. Uh, yeah. But one of the other things that he had worked on was uh, an animation. He came from a background in animation, and one of his old projects is actually on the TV screen when he's going through the channels. Is the that wolf. the wolves? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucked up because the wolf started fucking the pigs or shit. Well, in the I guess it was foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. Mm, I mean... Just like the weird person on the roof. Yeah, that was a bit strange. I like. I'm not gonna completely diss uh, Rob Jabaz. Like, there are worse directors out there, and this guy did have some skill with. Um, some of the, uh, the camera angles and uh, cinematography that he was using. He, he got some really good uh, shots of the city itself, you know, and, and he knows how to dress a set, I suppose. Um, but the fact is that the sets are, when you, after a while, you look at them, you go, mm, this is literally just a tiny little set that you've, you've managed to throw together. And like, after the second time of watching it, I'm like, oh, I can see where most of the money went and that went on the gore. Um, but yeah, so, so Jim 
takes Cat on his scooter and decides to drive her to the subway station. You get that kind of weird kind of cool bit where they're, they're driving along smiling all happy and then they drive past the police car and the policeman's trying to arrest this person who has killed somebody and from the looks of it, I looked at it and I was like I'm pretty sure that looks like a kid's body right. underneath that sheet it could be a really small person I, I don't know but I was just like it's pretty pretty shocking and he he drops her off at the train station. They reconcile. He's going to cook her a meal when she gets home. And it's oh, so lovely. And you know, none of that fucking shit's going to happen. If you've even heard a, a smidgen of what we've been talking about. <laughs> um, and so Jim goes to a, a cafe for, for his breakfast. And while he's in there, the crazy old lady that he'd seen on the roof, bloodied, uh, wanders into the store. Uh, which I kind of thought was a bit weird that she would follow him all the way there. But then again, I mean, low budget movie, you know, most of the characters are all going to be in the fucking same spot. Um, and she ends up spitting her teeth or something into the face of another customer in the shop. And then she pours boiling fat oil on the guy who owns the shop, scaring Jim. I thought that bit was well done. <laughs> I mean, I thought the practical effects were pretty good. The way it's, it's the, it's the, it was the fact that she did, they poured the fat on him, but then it was that they went hands on, yeah, and pulled the pulled. face, and pulled the skin off his face, yeah, and that was like you, you get the horrifying shock, and then that's what this film likes to do. It doubles down, yeah, it doubles down. It yeah. just makes it even, even more horrific and horrendous, yeah. And so once they end up debilitating her, it's a couple of the other people that they, you know got involved in the scuffle, yeah. all of a sudden just start getting up and start attacking each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that that infection happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh. I have no idea how this virus transfers. I mean, like... is I don't think it's airborne, but I think it's, I think it's passed in liquids, in blood or in the bite. Yeah, but there's a couple of instances where people turn mm. and they've had no contact. And I'm well, like, did they have the virus already in them? And it was... You can see through throughout the film that some of them take up to hours before yeah. they show any symptoms, really. Yeah. So and it, but, but, it, but they will turn like on a, on, a, on a dime really quickly. And like you said, you've got a couple of those customers in there. I mean, I did like the guy who was stabbing his mate in the, um, in the neck. And if you look carefully, he's actually missing... And hitting the table, so it's just all <laughs> blood. Um, and so they kind of chase Jim, and they've all got this really big grin on their face, and their eyes are crying. And... I think that's the most unnerving part about it all is the fact that they're just grinning. Yeah. The entire time, I, I think it's quite disturbing. It, it is, and it's also once you link it in also with like the laughing, yes, you know, and the crazy shit that they'll end up saying. And so Jim gets home and he gets his phone, which he'd left to charge. Um, and he's frantically trying to text Cat, who's made her way onto the subway. And Mr. Lin ends up sneaking in with his garden shears and uh, goes to obviously do some damage to Jim. But Jim catches it with his hand and then loses two of his fingers. And then he's got to fight Mr. Lin. But at the same time, you've got that fucking guy on the, the tannoy system. Right. Kind of shouting everybody to get them to, you know, he wants all the men to come to the district office because he's going to cut off all of their penises. And he wants all the women to be raped in the street by dogs. <laughs> I was like, all right, the movie's gone a little bit too far before we've already gone too far. 
Like, I like a good infection, gory horror movie, but I didn't understand what the whole dynamic of was with all the sexual stuff. Well, it, it's kind of like, for me, it was like the Purge, the Purge movies, where it's like that one, that one night of the year where you can go out and be violent and, and commit crimes and do all the horrible things that you're not allowed to yeah. do by society's rules. So this virus, it, it, there is an explanation yeah, by yeah, a scientist towards the end who says that basically the... The, you know, the limbus the, module. The, the, yeah, the limbic system, the limbic which connects system, the, yeah. you, know, you know, fantasy and and violence or control of your brain of yeah. your, of yourself it's kind of where the virus hits so the two of them kind of fuse together so you get gratification from inflicting sexual violence on people yeah so which causes people to be sad that's why you see them crying because they kind they're of feeling guilty maybe yeah that they shouldn't be doing it but they can't stop themselves from doing it like it's like trying to stop yourself from blinking try stopping blinking <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Jim gets his fingers chopped off by Mr. Lin, beats the fuck out of Mr. Lin, and I, I'm like, just stamp his fucking head in because he's just attacked you and you've beaten him down. But Jim does the normal horror character thing of going, oh no, I'm going to walk past the body and Mr. Lin starts to get up. <laughs> and then like Gary said, that's the part where he gets down to his bike and he's trying to quietly turn on the engine but he can't because he obviously can only use one hand and then you just see that group in the middle of the street like i, I can't i can't diss that i can't diss like you said the way that they looked the contact lenses the blood splatter on the people's faces the big smiles like when i saw first saw the poster for smile i was like <laughs> oh here comes the american remake of the right, sadness yes. it's only been like six hours <laughs> Um, but it was a completely different fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, but it just works. That that menacing smile. Yeah, because uh, you know that uh, they're going to do anything but nice things to you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that that's the rest of the film now, isn't it? Is them doing nice things to people? Oh, really, really nice <laughs> things. They're so so friendly to everybody. I mean, like the friendliness that happens in the tube station when Cat gets onto the train. And she sat next to the, the, the businessman, yeah. uh, played by uh, Zhu Chang Wang, I think it is. Now, I'm pretty sure he's a good actor if he's done more acting I, parts. I, I was going to say... He's he... the most uncomfortable motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, before he, he turned! Yeah, that he was the best actor in the whole film because he made me have a genuine response to the uncomfortability of his character. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he's told a couple of times to just stop, stop interfering with her, stop, stop harassing her. Yeah. her. Uh, but then she's like, sexual harassment! I'm like, Jesus Christ. He did try to touch her after she said, stop yes, talking Yes, 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 but like you overreacting. Know. Yes. She... Uh, and then, so then he starts grumbling. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, you know what? I noticed that a lot. The cat overreacted a fucking hell of a lot to people in this movie. That towards the end, I was like, you're a bit of a bitch. Well, I mean, really? we don't know anything about her, really. We, we like, don't. So we're just, she's just a POV character for us to follow what's about to ensue on this, this subway train. And yeah. it is a bit of a massacre. It's just, we see this guy with glasses, he brandishes a knife, and then... Well, he's one of them. He's like, he, he, he walks on board with these sunglasses. He's not smiling. He's when, not crying. He's yeah, not immediately the attacking people. The probably took him over while he was on the train. Like, fine, you know, the final he, stage. Man, he, yeah, but he, he, yeah, he purposely, he was purposely carrying that knife. So I'm like, well, how does this virus work? Like, was he bit? Did he get it in the air? Did he swallow it? Did, He's probably had an encounter with one somewhere else, and then yeah, 
I mean, it's yeah, yeah, because like lots of characters just turn up in this film, and all of a sudden they, you know, they they close their eyes, open their eyes, and they've gone red, and that's it. They're monstrous now. So who knows how long the infection time is? Like the director said, he was like, I played fast and loose. This is his own words. Yeah, fast yeah. and loose with the rules for this film about the infection because it didn't matter. None of that mattered to him. He was like, that is just the the icing. That is just what the you know the backdrop for See? what the film is. The film is about. These two people trying to get together whilst all the carnage is happening. So the virus itself doesn't, the science doesn't See, matter. And I, I think that's where it fails because you take something like Dawn of the Dead that has a, that has a, a a message, you know, to go along with the infection of what the zombies represent and what it is doing to society. Well, it's anti-consumerism, yeah. or, you know. Well, well, this film is anti-authority and governments. Yeah, you know, so. it's, you know, trying to show that oh, love will make its way, uh, spoke. Well, it's also just to highlight the lack of humanity in people once this virus takes hold of them. Yeah. So maybe it's trying to say something about that. We, so we... like the actual science doesn't like it's it's you know it's just like the scientist that was left in the background. Yeah, <laughs> like but, explaining. But that's, but that's the thing. That's also what this movie missed because if you're trying to say, look, we're trying to show you the 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 humanity that can be lost by society if they go down this path of doing violent, depraved things, then you miss that mark because the audience went, man, I love the sadness. It allowed me to fucking. <laughs> watch people rip people to pieces and rip them then shag them it's fine to do it for a movie <laughs> this movie's not gonna last the test of time i'll tell you <laughs> ying ru chen who plays molly now this character is gonna stick in my fucking head forever and i'm not i'm not dissing the actress but man she got it Bad. Like, as we're saying, in this train, everything starts kicking off. And Kat had given up her seat for Molly so that she wasn't sat next to the businessman. Um, and then once everything was kicking off, her and Kat, Kat and Molly are sat on this chair watching everybody getting stabbed or fucking or doing weird shit to each other. And then the businessman, who obviously you knew was going to change because he was already like it before he fucking changed, jams his umbrella end spike into Molly's eye. Now... It all right, I'll admit, it's a good effect, and it works, but the bitch should be dead. Like, he jammed that in her well, eye. Not necessarily. People have been shot in the head before and survived, so, you know. Yeah, I know, I, but I know it's... The movie. shock should have put her out. Yeah, but, yeah, I know it's movie rules, and we needed a character, but it just it just felt like, right, we're, we need this to lead to something else. And it will lead to something else, and it's not very good. So they should have just killed this bitch right off here and just mm. had him chase Cap because that's all he primarily does from now on. But the film needs its talking points for people to, you know, to tell other people, did you see that bit with that girl on the yeah. train car? What happened to her later in the uh, film? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you take that out, then you're taking away the shocks. And that's what this film has. But, but that's it. It's like when they rush down, they escape off the train. They're racing through the station. They come across that muscle-bound guy. And it's kind of funny because he's like, Oh, you bashed into me. Are you blind? And then he looks at Molly and goes, Oh, shit, you are blind. I was like, oh, this film's had a... It's tried to hit a comedy note. Yeah. Now, like, again, I'm going to go back to Terrifier because it's, I think, it's the most relevant one yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Terrifier, for me, was the film that near the beginning, like, it nudged and winked in your eye and went, You can laugh. It's fine. it's fine. This is where we're going. This is the tone. It's going yeah. to be dark and brutal, but it's, it's going to be, be kind funny. of funny. Yeah. The sadness just went, we're going to shock you and make you go, oh, that's disgusting. 
and it's not funny. It's like not. I, I didn't, I, 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 I kind of laughed unintentionally a couple of times because I was like, because I was, it was stupid. I, I wasn't shocked. I was just kind of surprised that the film would do it. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like the director was like, well, we had instances where we were going to go fully unrestrained, mm. but but then they they decided to play it safe, and so a lot of the killings and the gore that happens on the screen. When you actually watch it back, like second, third time, mm. you realize a lot of it is actually off screen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's your imagination, your imagination is painting a pretty horrendous image, and so you know uh, just to continue that plot line of Molly, when they do get to the hospital, I mean, you knew you knew where we were going with this. <laughs> if you've seen it, seen the film, <laughs> and she didn't see it coming. <laughs> And that's all I got to say about that. She, yeah. <laughs> so it, it literally the camera, you know, you see him pulling his pants down, like, and you, you, you see, he, you also see him talking. take off, take off uh, her bandages. Yeah. So when you hear the screams and you see the other guy cowering underneath, like your imagination's doing the picture, and the director's like, I didn't even need to show any of it. So yeah, I just, I, you know, you know, he's fucking her eye socket. Right. But it's like, why did we have to go there? Because that is what this film is. Like I said, it wants to shock you, it wants to offend you, it wants to surprise you. But it, but it does nothing else for the film. Like I said, yeah. like I said, going back to certain classics, you know, horror movies that stand the test of time: Halloween, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Twenty Eight Days Later, fucking even to a fucking Dawn of the Dead, the fucking remake. They all had these messages that you know people would get together in the middle of an apop- apocalyptic situation and try to work through these things. The sadness comes along. And goes and we can't really do that so what we're going to do is we're going to shock you to the point like the fucking guy or jim's racing across the fucking city trying to get the cat while she's racing to the hospital and he comes across those fucking schoolboys who have got some guy tied up in his pants and they're beating the fuck out of him and so you know that all these people are just doing fucking raping and depravity and horrible gory shit and they pick up this, they wrap barbed wire around this pole. And the four kids pick him up, hold his legs apart, and they ram his balls into the fucking barbed wire. And you're like, what the fuck? So Jim comes running along with his wheat scythe weapon that he's found. And he scares them up. Like, they run away. I'm like, there's four of you. And aren't you supposed to be depraved fucking homicidal maniacs? But they still know that they're kid-sized. So they, you know, they're, they're, they still have some higher function. So they, they, they regroup. Okay. But then he picks up the guy and he's trying to rescue him. The guy's like, man, why did you stop? I was about to come. <laughs> so I'm like, so he wanted them to do that? Or he became infected while they were doing it to him? And he was enjoying having his balls ripped into a barbed wire? What's the point? What's the, what, am I, how am, what am I getting from this? A scene. Okay. <laughs> that establishes the world gone bad now. Okay. Even the kids gone bad now. Even the kids gone bad. Like it was like when they like I said that muscle band guy that they fought in the train station. Yeah. Like that was the point where I realised that actually these people were infected, but they're not super strong. Um they they're not invincible. They don't run fast. They are literally still they, human beings yeah. that are just lost their mind yeah so this muscle bound guy should have easily taken out this businessman just fucking one but when he's biting your face off you might you know (laughs) yeah that's it that's what i mean movie logic the movie went well we can't have this muscle bound guy survive so we're ripping his face off to scare you and then he gets axed up to keep the gore continuously going you know they get out the hospital uh, they get out the train station they get to the hospital um 
fucking cat ends up well they end up waiting in this little lobby first which was the this was the point where I realised that the movie didn't really have the budget, like, you yeah. kind of hope. They didn't have a whole hosp- access to a whole hospital, so no. they had this set. They yeah. had this tiny but, little lobby set for 20 But their, their excuse was like, oh, the rest of the emergency wards are all shut down because they're infected. So we got, we're, we're staying here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so Molly gets taken off to get patched up, and then the businessman is turns up outside with the, the window axe. with yeah. his axe. So, uh, like, why did that security guard stop... I stand by the fucking exit. Wouldn't you have stood on the inside door? He knew it was door? his time. Look at yeah. He knew it was his time. And if you He's watched, on his mark. When that axe hits the glass, there is no way he'd get those extra four inches through to hit the guy in the back before the guy... It was just placement. It was just absolute placement. Same with the government message that they had on the TV. And this is what I mean. I have no idea how this fucking Alvin virus works. Because you've got the military guys in this secluded bunker somewhere... You know, the president's there. So, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be security. There's going to be guards everywhere. And he's there with the general. And the the president's just like, we need to fight together. And we need to stand together. The history of this country, you know, work together, blah, blah, blah. And then the general starts to do his speech. And he starts to get even more kind of crazier into it. And whips a grenade out of his pocket. And I'm like, so before he went to the interview, he went, I'm going to kill the president no. with a grenade. No, no. So why did he pick up a grenade? You put a grenade in your trouser pocket, Gary. Well, I, well, I mean, he's in the military, right? I mean, <laughs> go, 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 keep one in your pocket all the time. Got my mobile phone, got my keys, got my hand grenade, just in case. But that's it. It was, it was. To push. I don't know how the Alvin virus works. So all I can think is, when you are infected, you will start to have more and more inclinations towards violence. So maybe you will. I'm gonna take that knife. Don't know why I was gonna put it in my pocket. Just put like, it in my pocket. Yeah, take just that don't grenade. know. Don't know why. I just got a violent urge, and it just builds and builds and builds until you become possessed essentially by it and then but then use whatever you got you know i kind of i kind of does do my head and when when we've got to come up with the ideas of what makes the movie work because the movie's not giving it to us it's just oh he's got a grenade he shoves it in the president's mouth and the president's head explodes you like the gore effect great (laughs) yeah it was great it was pretty good actually (laughs) i I did like it it's been a long time since i've seen a good head exploding but that's what i mean i think the movie could have done all of that without the sexual depravity but they put that into a unique twist yeah, on the formula to give it its oomph. And so, you know, like we said, the businessman's broken into the hospital and he's fucked Molly's eye socket. Um, you know, they got the train attendant to help the, the train station attendant to help them get to the hospital. And he was absolutely terrified. Cat's stolen his phone and fucked off. And he gets caught. Well, he comes across four people just fucking in the middle of a corridor. And I'm like, all right. The film doesn't explain why the... Like, the infected don't attack each other. They don't. Once mm. you're infected, you're part of that group now. But these four in this corridor are infected. And they're fucking. So are they Are they just normal fucking and trying to make more fucking infected babies? Or are they just doing it and they're causing more damage to each other because they don't care about the pain? Is it, they, they're fucking on broken glass. Is that why they're so covered in blood? Or is it because they've just, they're wearing somebody's flesh? I don't know. Exactly. We, but they're enjoying themselves, clearly. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> the tears and the fucking big smiles and stuff. Um, and he comes across Molly, who, you know, has properly infected, uh, turned infected at this point, which I'm like, finally, you know, I mean... From some of them, we saw them get like a wound and then they immediately turned. So when she got stabbed in the eye by the umbrella, like you said, 
she should have turned. But it, well, it, it I mean, it was the umbrella. It wasn't a. Was there no transfusion of chemical of liquids there? Or it, yeah, there was no saliva. There was yeah. no bite. There was no blood. All right. Okay. So then he. All right. So then yeah. So we're talking like bodily fluids. Because some stuff. of them just got sprayed in blood and then turned, like in the in the diner. Yeah. So then same with some on the train as well. They got sprayed in blood. Five seconds later, they were infected. So I was like, that was fast. But that's what I'm talking. The general wasn't. Yeah, no, I don't know how. Don't know. Maybe. But yeah, yeah Molly. Maybe it was self-control. I, I also like to think that some people have a, a, to a higher tolerance or more self-control over those, you know, um, desires. Yeah, but it's like Jim. I mean, Jim had his fingers chopped off at the beginning um, and he's been riding through. And then we get that section where he has managed to finally con contact Cat. And he can feel the infection coming through yeah. him. But he I'm sees like, the doll in the river who then turns into a head with a flapping black tongue. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I just got a bit lightheaded. But I'm like, I'm guessing that is the only clue we know that he's infected. Yeah. But it's like, how did he? Because he didn't come in contact with anybody's fluid. I mean, other than he's got a bloody, no, well, well, bloody well, fingers. Well, I'm like, did he, how did he get infected which, from something? I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, was it, it's now in the air and it's got into his bloodstream or he's accidentally got something when he was helping that guy who was obviously getting his balls ripped with barbed wire. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I honestly don't know. But like I said, Molly has come across the train attendant and she's so happy that she's made friends. Uh, she just needed a certain circle, I suppose. And they rip the train attendant apart. Now, I said this to Gary before we turned the camera on. The first time I watched it, I thought we saw more. I was sure we did. Um, but then the second time, you don't really see anything. It's like it's like watching the sequence from Evil Dead 2 where it goes into the basement. And it's just blood yeah. in his face. Like, ah! And I'm like, all right. Are you going to start fucking his corpse now as well? Like, is that a thing? Um, Cat races up the stairs to another uh, section of the hospital you know, contacting Jim and telling him that this is where she is. And as she's trying to race away from the businessman who, who, who's chasing her down the corridor, uh, she, well, she, she grabs an extinguisher, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. Sprays the businessman in the face of the fire extinguisher. And then while he's distracted, she fucking whacks him in the head. And then he tries to do this whole moral thing like, ha, ah, you're just as depraved as I am. And I'm like, no, it, it's different, mate. <laughs> it's different. She's defending herself. You're purposely doing this thing for self-gratification. And she fucking smashes his head in with the fire extinguisher, which... Yeah, pretty pretty good. Yeah, out of all the film, like that's probably my favorite bit, you know, because she she she's I, killed I, the killer. I did like the sequence actually, from the moment she stopped, the way the music starts to die down, and then these big double doors slide open in front of her. I was yeah. Like, oh, that was framed nicely, and the music edited nice as we go into this next chapter. Yeah, we've got a, a, a doctor, Doctor Wong, who has secluded. He's a virologist, and he's secluded himself from everybody else because he's studying the virus. And I'm like. How long have you been studying the virus and why have you got all these baby beds? Right, because like there was no virus yesterday. Like yeah. it's just like like from the morning and it's not even midday yet. This is like over a four hour period yeah. of the entire film. Yeah. Um but yeah, we find out that he's got dead babies in there and he has this whole he has this whole thing about get in the shower, get naked, get washed, get cleaned. clean all the in blood. I'm gonna off test you. you for infection. Yeah. But then she discovers that there's dead babies in there and he's like, Oh well you don't know who was gonna look after all these babies. Yeah. They were all gonna get raped and murdered Murder by the infected. Them. So I gave them all the infection to see if any of them were would Indeed. have the cure so that then I could get airlifted out of here knowing I've got antibodies. And so it's like, oh, okay, so... And so yeah. they kill a baby yeah. as well. He kills a baby because one of them's still alive. 
And he, he purposely infects Kat as well to see if she's got any immunities. And I'm like, so you're a bad guy as well. Yeah, but he's also managed to print himself a 3D gun and now he's trying to lead her up to the roof because the helicopter is on its way now. <laughs> he did, he got himself a 3D printed gun. he gets hit in the foot with an axe. <laughs> and uh, he's pretty much what well, he's done for here. And uh, yeah. he, he shoots a couple of them. His gun explodes in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And down he goes. And Cat manages to, to get away. But that's when her boyfriend turns up. Jim turns up. Yeah. Only to now reveal that he's completely infected. She manages to close the door behind him. Uh, so that she's on her way to the to the helipad. I mean, he kills he kills the doctor. I mean, I yeah. thought that was a good little build up where every time we kind of seen him walking through the hospital, you couldn't quite tell. You couldn't quite tell because of the way the camera positioned. But you know, him dropping the floor and just slopping his feet for the blood. You're like, right, this guy's young. He's done. He's done. Yeah. Um, and then he confronts Cat, kills Doctor Wong. You know, Doctor Wong reveals that when he killed the babies, he enjoyed it. So he's completely fucking turned now. And him and Cat have this last filled conversation through the glass or through the door where he's just like oh i love you and i purposely came all the way across the city so i could cut your tits off and she turns like i didn't realize but she turns at the end yeah yeah you know she she purposely like obviously the infect you know she's not immune and the infection is spread for her body so she starts laughing at him and he starts smiling and then she wanders up through the fucking um fire exit door up onto the roof and and the the doctor had shot jim in the neck so it's blood just pumping out and the final shot is jim sat on the door with the blood pumping out with a big smile on his face you can hear the helicopter and then you hear gunfire on the screen so catch just being killed and then that's it and then the film cuts to some heavy death metal music with the, with the with a new title card and I was like holy shit and then that fades out and we get some we get some Chinese lady singing oh but then it sounds like she gets infected halfway through the song oh I turned it off yeah, right after I, I was like <laughs> I turned, turned it off during that bit too. I was like oh, thanks movie thanks movie <laughs> yeah not a very satisfying ending is it like all that for like that yeah oh it really wasn't worth the journey to begin with. Yeah, I'm like, I'm supposed to have cared for these two people because, like, watching this for the second time, I just stopped caring about Kat. Like, she was, she wasn't, she wasn't a bitch at home. She was just moody. But then she was a bit of a bitch on the train, but I get it because of the but whole business. Then she saved plan. somebody. Yeah, but then she was another bit, bit of a bitch to the train station guy by stealing his phone and whacking him in the nose when he tried to get his own phone back. You know. Yeah, I didn't I guess. Even feel I didn't even feel bad for her when she was grabbed by the virologist because I kind of got what he was doing and I thought, oh well, maybe she will be, will will have the immunity. But then realized second time watching it at the end, I'm like, nope, she don't. No, they're all just pretty bad. Yeah, or just bland. So yeah. <laughs> oh, Ian, did you have any favorite scenes from the sadness? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say no. Oh. I, I I want to say I did, but every time I think about this film, I think about the gore effects. And every time I think about the gore effects, I think about a guy fucking a girl's uh, eye socket with his dick. And I'm just like, I'm done. I just don't want to think about this so that movie. Was scene, then? No, <laughs> no, no. 
if anything, the bit where it fucking changed to the end credits so I could turn the fucking movie <laughs> off. I just, like, what what am I supposed to enjoy from this? The, like we said, the characters are absolutely bland. There's A no... slice of dystopian nightmare, you know? Just... I'll, watch, I'll watch Escape from fucking New York for dystopian nightmare. Yeah, I, if yeah. I want to watch the fucking cities crumble and apocalypse fucking fall over the place i got hundreds of fucking movies thousands of movies i can watch to but give me that one as gory as this i don't but the but that's it it's the gore it? the gore is not enough it's it the gore and the depravity is not enough to say it's entertainment and i said this with terrifying i said it with itchy the killer like i I, I sat at the end of the movie, I was just like, I turned off, and I wanted to find favourite sequences, and like I said, I'm not dishing Rob Jabaz, he, he, he worked really well, I just think he pushed the envelope too far to make his movie stand out, and it just stands out wrongly. Sure. Mm. Um, I don't know about favourite scenes, uh, but I did kind of like some of the set pieces. I like the sequence near the beginning where we have the news... Um, and then it shows the strange person on the rooftop mm. and then the neighbor just yapping away and then the bike ride part past like the ambulance, yeah. the fire, the police That's car good, yeah. and then on the way back, the police car is just abandoned there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like some like some good imagery in there. Um, yeah. There was a sequence when they uh, when they're coming off the train. And you've got that long corridor with him at the end. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. So just like yeah. some of the imagery again. Uh, yeah, quite yeah, good. yeah. Um, I really quite like the image of Cat with the fire extinguisher just covered in blood. Yeah. It's like the imagery there is like great, great horror visual. Yeah, yeah. Molly at the at the base of that guy's legs with the with the buzzsaw thing mm. going around. Again, covered in blood, just grinning and screaming. It's just like, yeah, there's some really great visual horror moments in the film. Uh, th those stood out. Uh, there was another little thing that I liked. Uh, it was more for the audience because obviously we mentioned about the Alvin virus and we don't really hear too much about what's going on. Mm. Uh, but when when Jim's riding around, there's often a lot of just groups of bodies just scattered on the roads. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were listening to the radio. And so we hear the radio broadcast as we're transitioning from location to location. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Jim's listening to any of it, but no, no. it's just something to... It, it, it works as a nice um, bridge between all the transitions. Yeah. Uh, and it also kept us updated about the state of the emergency. Yeah. It makes so you, I like the the way that was edited together. It makes you feel like there's more of a world thing yeah. going yeah, on. There, yeah, a little bit of world building here and there. So yeah. it's like, yeah, those little details were good, but I would have liked a whole lot more. Yeah. The, the massacre on the train, like from the first stabbing and everyone's non-reaction until the next stabbing and then like before it just spirals out of control yeah. right up to the eye gouging uh, so yeah the, the whole train sequence uh, escalated really quite well uh, and of course the the, the entire like uh, government broadcast like explaining the situation yeah. all the way to the explosive headshot at the, at the end I was like yeah oh, that's great yeah <laughs> Ian you recommend sadness? I do not recommend the sadness. I mean, I don't even think I could really recommend this movie to uh, horror fans unless you're one of those horror fans who just craves over-the-top gore, violence, sexual depravity. And, you know, if you're looking at this film going, oh my God, this does all the stuff that I really want to do in real life, but I can't do it, then you really need to get fucking help, mate. Because... It, it just doesn't do anything. I don't ever want to watch this film again. I don't ever want to own it on fucking DVD. I hope the fucking God they never make a sadness too. Or if they do, just drop the fucking sexual shit. It's unneeded. Because like you said, our imagination does a lot of the work for it. And once I start imagining what parents may be doing to children and things like that, I've gone too far and I'm just going to fucking turn it off. It's not, it's not worth my time. 
Um, like I said, the gore effects were quite nice. Whoever did the gore effects, you did a really, really good job. You know, the director actually did really well um, with his camera work, his audio. Yes, the characters seemed very bland, um, but they, like, like Gary said, the director said, look, we put that on the back burner because we just needed these two people to move through these set pieces and we threw all this blood and guts at them. And I'm like, you could have done it without certain things and still maintain the core of the sadness like if you took out all the sexual stuff and just kept them just absolutely violent the movie still works you know you still just have a madman with an axe chasing a girl around and wanting to kill her and then she kills him and then it turns out that her boyfriend is now the evil guy that's it. I don't need to hear them being raped or shagging in a corridor or fucking a girl's eye socket or do or cutting tits off. I'm sorry if I'm going too far, but this movie pushed me to this. So no, I don't want to watch the sadness. <clears throat> I highly <laughs> recommend the sadness, but only to gorehounds. <laughs> the Sadness is a film that will titillate and satiate your gluttonous need for gore, body horror, and violence in surprising and horrific ways. Mm. The blood, guts, and exploding body parts were all believable, practical, and well done. The effects team really shined here. There was honestly some stomach-churning stuff. Mm -hmm. The film has several memorable set pieces from the train, the hospital, the streets. Uh, it has a decent pace as the film wastes little time getting you into the action as the outbreak starts. It's well shot with some great composition. It's tightly edited and the electronic score worked well with the horror moments. Great escalation as the deranged acts of violence played out. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> as I'm personally not also going to recommend the sadness as this this was a struggle to watch on a second viewing mm. uh, with my biggest complaint being the characters and the story it's essentially a zombie outbreak movie about two survivors trying to reach each other but that's really all we have to go on there's no real character depth there's no growth no definable characteristics there's nothing to make you really care for the two leads. No. The story essentially being a backdrop to explore the outbreak and the carnage that is spreading through different, increasingly violent vignettes. It just lacked any substance or character moments to, to make it shine. Topped with a very disappointing and anticlimactic finale. I think this film is honestly just worth a watch mm. for horror fans. For me though, this film didn't land sadly. <laughs> Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.